Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, it's Sing Sing. Welcome to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. It's pretty grim, but ended up having sex in that graveyard. Today on My First Time, outdoor sex. I bet even you've talked about or thought about having sex outdoors. But what is it actually like turning fantasy into reality? Turns out you might not love the logistics. My name is Sarah and this is the story of the first time I had sex outside. Our guest today, Sarah, is a regular girl just like everyone else. She went to university, found herself a nice boy, had a healthy sex life. We'll come to the outdoor shenanigans in a bit, but first, here's Sarah. My sex life with him was generally quite healthy, but not very adventurous. Um, we'd have sex in different positions, but mainly just in my bedroom. Nothing particularly kinky or out there. I didn't see myself as sexually adventurous, but I'm definitely spontaneous, so I never really rule anything out. And I'm kind of open to trying things if the situation takes me. Before having sex outside, I hadn't really done anything other than standard sex positions in the bedroom, like in a stable atmosphere. There was no lead up to me planning to have sex outside, really. As with any sexual fantasy, most people go into it with relatively high expectations. And Sarah was no different. I think in my head, I romanticised having sex outside and I thought the weather would be perfect and the whole situation would be great and there'd be no fear of anyone walking past and the lead-up would all be, like, really perfect and um, I don't think I really considered, like, the shit side of it, the getting messy and the fear of someone walking past. The perfect sex outside scene would be on some kind of beach in beautiful weather but not too hot that you're getting really sweaty, so, like, the perfect temperature... And the floor is, like, really smooth. There's, like, no... <laughs> none of the bad side of sex, none of the sweat, none, no sand, no grossness. And 
nobody walking past in like some really remote area and it's all quite spontaneous. There's always going to be a bit of a gap between the fantasy of a sexual experience and the cold, hard reality. Actually, most of the guests on the podcast are keen to stress how much planning and communication goes into fulfilling their kink, just to make sure that reality gap isn't as big as it could be. But not Sarah. The first time I had sex outside, we'd been driving for quite a while. It was in the Yorkshire Dales and we'd been driving for a few hours and we were kind of in the middle of nowhere in um, the Yorkshire Dales and got out the car and just kind of lying next to each other and one thing led to another and it just felt like the whole time I was looking over my shoulder to see if anyone was walking past or watching. It was pretty spontaneous and ultimately I got covered in mud and it wasn't like a really kind of clean experience. We got out the car to have a walk and kind of look at the scenery and then ended up lying down on the floor and kind of looking at the sky and then it just kind of happened. There was no, there was no planning or lead up to it. I think firstly, the exact thoughts going through my head were that I didn't want to take off all my clothes because I was scared that someone would walk past. Um, and I kind of felt it was quite cheesy, like the kind of thing teenagers do. It felt like slightly immature. Um, but I remember kind of only like half undressing and it kind of being quite quick and a bit like not that comfortable, like slanted on a hill, half upside down, kind of like trying to have sex on a festival site <laughs> that had just been evacuated. It's not a bad idea. If you're not into going to music festivals or long walks in the outdoors, maybe what you do need to liven things up is a quick shag on the side of a road. I felt kind of smug and quite happy with myself. Afterwards, I felt kind of like I'd achieved something. I'm not really an outdoorsy person in general, so I kind of felt like something had to happen to liven it up the whole trip. <laughs> After the first time having sex outside, it did kind of start the trend of doing it. I think because the boundaries were kind of broken in terms of where you can have sex, it just felt like, well, we did it once, why not do it again? And then it kind of snowballed and eventually just didn't really care about whether or not someone was going to walk past. Now, the whole getting caught thing is an interesting conundrum. On one hand, it kind of adds to the thrill, the excitement. On the other hand, although not strictly illegal, certainly not in the UK at least, you probably will get into some kind of trouble if you are spotted. Sarah's still not sure how she feels about being caught, but she's certainly been on something of an outdoor sex streak, beginning with some casual religious desecration. Well, we were going to look around a church that was in quite a remote area, and outside there was a graveyard, and <laughs> it's pretty grim, but ended up having sex in that graveyard. We were walking around the church and having a look around. It was just after lunch and there was no one really around. It was in a really small village um, and there weren't really many tourists. And we went outside and I don't know why we sat on the ground. Um, and it was kind of mucky and it was near all the graves. So it wasn't particularly like sexy moment. And then one thing led to another and started kissing and ended up having sex on a grave. I was lying on the grave and he was on top of me and it was very short but um, quite aggressive sex, I would say. Aggressive grave sex. I think I remember one of the graves was like covered in moss that was right next to me and I think the grave that I was on was also like super mossy so it was quite slippery. It was like a very old graveyard. After we had sex in the graveyard, 
Um, we didn't really hang about for very long, to be honest. We got dressed and pretty much left with like a slight feeling of guilt, but also yeah, it was fun. Sarah may have felt slightly bad, maybe because she did have sex on someone's actual grave, but it didn't stop her. Another time I had sex outside after that was a really drunken night out at my student union. And it was on our walk home and I was incredibly drunk and just found this little area outside the union that was a bit cut off, but there was still like hundreds and hundreds of students walking past. So yeah. it really wasn't like that private and ended up just having sex in doggy style in this little corner that was barely private. <laughs> And then someone shouted, are you two having sex? And I just said, yes. <laughs> so that was one of the more grim times that happened. I was absolutely hammered when I had sex that time. I would never have done that in normal circumstances. We continued having sex after someone um, shouted out at us, but it wasn't for very long because it was super gravelly and I was just getting covered in dirt and shit. I think there is a recurrent trend in that I always end up covered in dirt or sand or some kind of outdoor paraphernalia and always leave feeling a slight sense of guilt, but end up doing it again anyway in the moment. Sarah can't feel that guilty about all this stuff because she's still having sex outdoors now. So let's bring things up to date. Sarah recently went on a holiday and spent the night with a guy. Now, anyone who's slept on a lilo or blow-up mattress will know that they don't provide the best night's sleep. But in Sarah's case, a good night's sleep was the last thing on her mind. So I met this guy in a bar and um, we started chatting and there was chemistry. And I think um, we both wanted something to happen, but um, there was mutually that kind of where do we go? When you're traveling, there's not really anywhere, any particular place you can go. And he was staying with his friends in a shared room and I was staying with my friends in a shared room. So... At the end of the night, all our friends had gone and we kind of awkwardly kissed. And I think he thought that nothing would really happen. And my friends had come up with this kind of <laughs> light bulb moment idea. There was a, a roof at the top of our hostel um, that was quite isolated and people didn't really go up there. And there was no key to get up onto the roof. So my friend emergency messaged me and told me that I could use the roof for lack of a better idea. So I casually suggested to the guy that he come back to my hostel. His reaction was a bit confused um, to that question because he knew that my friends were staying in the room, but I didn't want to be too presumptuous and say that we could go up to the roof in case he thought it was a bit of a weird <laughs> thing to say. So um, we kind of casually strolled back to the hostel and uh, went all the way up to the top floor and the view was absolutely incredible. And we ended up lying down on this shitty lilo thing that was in the middle when we got to the hostel um i think he was a bit confused at first because it was so quiet and um everyone had gone to bed and um when i walked him upstairs and kind of revealed the roof to him i think he was actually pretty impressed <laughs> that um i'd come up with that so when we got up to the roof i think he was pretty impressed and we kind of lay down on this shitty lilo and it was really beautiful like it was completely open could see the stars and it was all really like romantic and that was one of the better times um that i've had sex outside definitely logistically the roof was just a really good place there was like very little chance of getting caught um it wasn't like outside where there were passers-by going by all the time it was a really isolated area 
and um, the view was absolutely incredible and the lilo thing was like the perfect size for two people and the weather was really nice so yeah it wasn't like you were freezing when you were naked or anything like that the actual sex was really good at the time um, it wasn't that short it was like kind of we had sex in a few different positions because the lilo like you could lie you could go on top or he could go on top and there was this balcony and we had sex kind of doggy style over the balcony looking out onto this view which was amazing it felt really good afterwards um mainly because it had all kind of worked out and fallen into place and yeah the sex was really good Generally, as a girl, I don't think it's easy to come when you're having sex outside. But if you can find the right place and the right props, then it's possible. Based off everything Sarah has told us, there are plenty of downsides to having sex outdoors. It's uncomfortable, it's harder to come, and it's messy, and not in a good way. But on the plus side, it is pretty exciting. I think the atmosphere is different because, firstly, you're kind of worried that you're going to get caught. So there's the kind of fear there and the kind of pressure of that and also just being in a completely unknown environment and somewhere that's like slightly taboo to have sex makes it slightly more exciting. I think we got off on the thrill of potentially getting caught and not being in a conventional situation yeah. The sex is not as good outside from a logistical point of view you're never going to be as comfortable um, as you would in a bedroom but I think if it's spontaneous then the thrill gives it that kind of extra bit of fun. This is becoming something of a theme on my first time. That sex can be fun and amazing and full of new experiences, but it's best to know what you're getting into first. I would say to someone who hasn't had sex outside, think about whether or not you want an audience. And if you don't, pick somewhere quite remote and just have fun with it. For me personally, I would not want an audience. I feel that there is a thrill in the idea that you are a bit more exposed and someone could walk by, but when push comes to shove, I wouldn't actually want that to happen. If I were caught doing it, I think I would be genuinely embarrassed and humiliated. I don't think I'd feel good about myself. I think I'd probably find it funny afterwards, but in that moment, I'd be really cringed out. I'd say the best position for outdoor sex is either girl on top or guy on top. I think doggy style is just painful and trying anything else is like nigh on impossible depending on the place you're doing it. I would say that after the first time you get over the initial fear of having sex outside it does become um, yeah kind of a normal thing and the sense of taboo and fear just goes away yeah. As I said earlier, I reckon most people have either talked about or tried outdoor sex. According to our guest today, once you're over the dirt and the discomfort, it can actually become part of your everyday sex life, especially if you have a big garden or a balcony. There's only one challenge remaining to having good sex outdoors, or so Sarah says. You just can't plan it. I think I'll continue to have sex outside for the rest of my life, but I would never plan to do it because I think that destroys the whole point of it and the spontaneity. Every situation I've had sex outside in, I haven't planned. And I think part of the thrill and the fun of it was because that moment was the right time and we'd found a good place. If you went out and planned to do it, I just think it would would feel awkward.
Thanks for listening to My First Time, a podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. I'm the UK editor at Broadly. If you like what we're doing, check us a five-star review on iTunes. In any case, see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 